lights. Camera. Whoever, Whoever wins, wins, we lose. Roll that intro. Godzilla versus Kong. Shala, head shala. Godzilla versus Kong. Shala, Godzilla versus Kong, and it's a thriller, thriller night. Godzilla versus Kong gonna fight all night long, baby. It's thriller, magic time. <laughs> oh man, I uh, I wore myself out in that intro. Okay, I'm loving it. I gave myself so the itis. Everyone, to another episode <laughs> of Serial Magic with your host, as always, Jonathan Guandua, and my lovely co-host, the the host with the mostest, uh, the number one host, the one who is always wrong because he was wrong about this one, as you usually are. Uh, uh, about I was, these things, I was, I I was not. Them. I was not wrong about this. I think your revisionism forgot 1962. Recognize, if you're looking at this and you're seeing this, you can see right behind me the real story. Okay, <laughs> this is the gunman on the grassy knoll right here. Okay, this is the smoking <laughs> gun for all you conspiracy theorists. This is what really happened, but. <laughs> We're that is Rick <laughs> over there with his wrong takes about today Godzilla versus King Kong. 1962 says Christ. otherwise, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I am wearing, if you could see me, my nice aviator shades because I am just talking about the main man Godzilla and how he won because I was. Oh, yeah. So lovely as always. So uh, before mm-hmm. we get into it today, we are talking about Godzilla versus King Kong. That's we right. want to give the general just thing that it's going to be spoilers. OK, we're going to give a spoiler review. We're going to talk about the movie, all of it, everything. So if you have not watched the movie, please go and watch the movie and then come back and listen to us. But before and we send you not, off, not only that. I just want to add one thing to that. If you are a film purist that doesn't like monster movies, that is your right. Um, I would say that this definitely is not the episode for you uh, because we dispel a lot of things right away. So I'm just warning you ahead of time. Yep. I would definitely say, though, whether you are a film purist or not, if you want to have fun, go and see this movie. If you haven't seen this movie, please go and see it. I think it's a really fun and good time. My review are two monkey paw, monkey, no, they don't have thumbs, right? Monkey paws up, two monkey paws up. Wait a minute. <laughs> Monkeys do have opposable thumbs. No, they do. So two monkey paw thumbs up. <laughs> two monkey thumbs. Two monkey thumbs. And, and, and one, and one lizard tail and one lizard tail because the one tail. Yes, that's so true. So it gets three. It gets three in a scale of three that include the the thumbs that are opposable from the monkey, and the tail that's um, like straight up dangerous from Godzilla. But it's it's all, yeah, that's what it is. 
Yep. So and so Rick feels the same way <laughs> mm -hmm. from there because he's mm -hmm. given it even a Godzilla tale, throwing that in. That's we right. do feel that you should definitely watch this movie. That's so right. watch it, come on back, and hear our thoughts on it as we take you through what is one of the most fun movies that HBO Max has released. Uh, and we um, talked about another one of those movies, and I don't want to I talk would about say it. it's the most fun that it has released. I'm going to go that far. Um, there's things that I don't want to bring back up because I feel I'm in a really good mood, and I've gotten over certain traumas that were brought upon me. Uh, <laughs> you know? uh, Rick is therapist bill for <laughs> yeah no yeah I, I send that around um i'm just gonna say <laughs> there are things that we can leave without mentioning so i'm just going to not include that in the conversation for now it, it doesn't mean that it won't unfortunately come up but i'm just saying that for now let's do, we're gonna have fun with with godzilla and kong and i'm so glad because if you didn't know this is our 10th episode Right, Remember, so we're yes. super excited. You know, the, number ten, uh, kind of uh, decades old now. Uh. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you know, really, what what I want to do is I want to thank everyone that's listened, everyone that's streamed, all our followers. I want to also thank any and all trolls. Um, we appreciate you, even though clearly no one else does or cares. But we care. <laughs> we care. We care. Not that much, but probably no. more than anyone else cares about you. So there you go, trolls. We love you. Yes, so thank you for all our <laughs> listeners out there and the trolls as well. Uh, hope you enjoyed this movie. I, I know you're going to be like, no, I didn't, because whatever. But it's fun. Whatever. Get out of exactly. here. Uh, but keep listening. Share it with your friends. Tell them exactly. how much you hate it. Uh, <laughs> we enjoy that. So thank you for being with us in these first 10 episodes so much. So again, if you haven't watched Godzilla vs. King Kong, please go and watch it. Start from here now and let's let's get into it. So Rick, this is something that both you and I have been excited for. We've been yes. talking about it for a little while. It's been on our queue. We, I, I, we started talking about this, I believe, like right around the time that we started planning the, the podcast. And... Mm -hmm. That's around the time that uh, it's almost three months ago, two months ago, when when you you know you sent me actually the preview. I hadn't seen it yet, but we've been talking about this since the beginning. And from both of us, we both have a love of kaiju movies. I know that we both yeah. watched them growing up. Yep. Uh, you have the old school Godzilla versus King Kong on your background uh, from the nineteen sixty two right sixty two film yes. 62 film, 1962 film, uh, where Kong did win that fight versus Godzilla. But, but you know, to be fair, hold on, to be fair, because I will say this, they kind of maybe overdid it with the Kong powers a little bit. I don't feel like it was as, as big a Kong fan as I am. And I'm a Kong fan because Kong has been around for 88 years. It's a, it's a staple of cinema. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> just... The way Kong was featured here was mm, maybe just slightly could have used a little bit less of an upgrade, you know, to make it more. They made him bigger. Yeah, they made him bigger, and they gave him like what was it, electric powers? Yeah, they gave him electric powers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they had to do to to make him keep up with my old fave, the OG Godzilla, which I'm rocking here in the new one. 
Uh, I've been a Godzilla fan since, I don't know, forever, watching it as a kid. I even watched the cartoon show of Godzilla. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Were you watching the Hanna-Barbera Godzilla Godzuki show? Is that what you're talking about? I believe so. No, there was, um, I think I watched that one, but there was, oh, yes, yes, that was the one. Because that's the Hanna-Barbera one. Yep, that was the one that was like Saturday morning cartoon. They had like, they had like, basically it was like a group of like scientists with some kids and they yes. had this little lizard called Godzuki. And then anytime they would get in trouble, it would be like, call Godzilla. And they would have a remote and Godzilla would come out and do the Godzilla thing. And then just talk some gibberish to Godzuki and then go back to the water. Because yeah, Godzilla's temperamental, you know. It's a big, yep. strong, temperamental I, I lizard. I watched that. I watched a lot <laughs> of the old films. I've I've watched Shin Godzilla. I've watched the Godzilla animes. I, if it's Godzilla, I'm probably have seen it. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you even watched the the Matthew Broderick film, didn't you? I did. I watched it in theaters. Ooh, I really did. I feel real bad. Uh, and I can tell you, I'm just disappointed so much <laughs> in that movie. Uh, as a huge Godzilla fan, yeah. that was just like a slap yeah. in the face. And I was living in New York at the time. So Ooh. that's like... <laughs> yeah, because it's, isn't that the first time Godzilla basically branched out from Asia mm-hmm. into the States and like really branched out, trying to make it on yep. his own in New York, the big city? If you remember the promos, it was like, you know, Godzilla, New York. Like, oh, Godzilla, New York, Empire State Building, uh, you know. Twin Towers, I know they're not. There I, I mean, <laughs> you know they're killing. You know they're killing Godzilla at that point when he's doing Taco Bell commercials with the uh, Yokito Taco Bell dog. That's just not right. That's, that's uh, when you're but, crapping all over it. Uh, so Rick and I are big kaiju fans. We big definitely time. grew up watching kaijus. Uh, I, I know I did it. It holds special place. And I know Rick you used to watch it on cable. I used to watch them on cable when they come on. Mm-hmm. I remember Baby Godzilla. I loved all the. All the even ones where they had tortoises and mothras and mecha godzillas and all the things. I love, love, love all these big right. kaiju movies. Yeah. I love Pacific Rim because of kaiju movies. I love big robots fighting uh, kaijus. And it really starts from that love of Godzilla itself. So yeah. huge Godzilla fan. Uh, and like you said, yeah, Rick over there is a King Kong fan. So this movie was like made for us. <laughs> but, you know... And going back to the whole kaiju thing, I started watching, like you, when I was a kid. So I was about six or seven years old. And when I started watching, we're talking 84, 85, freak out days. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's an inside joke, people. Relax. <laughs> Not making fun of the gout. Um, <laughs> the, you know, the funny thing is, it, it, they would always play on a Sunday, usually via, via like super stations that you could get on satellite if you had satellite dish or if you had a more extensive cable package um so the wgns the tbs's they usually would have like a day on sunday where they would play uh three to four kaiju movies and i just loved how much effort was you know put into making these basically people in outfits in in really small sets um, look like these mega monsters that were killing cities and I just I really enjoyed it because it was a good time it was it's it was something that you knew was you know a hundred percent unreal there was no suspension of disbelief it's just something that you wanted to watch because it was cool it was like 
creativity taken to the next level. Yep. And to that, you add the fact that it was made in the 1960s when we weren't doing stuff like that in the United States. So, you know, Japan was kind of ahead of the curve there. You know, yep. so it was something that I really particularly enjoyed, like a lot. And, and I know as a kid, I would uh, uh, even as a little kid, like put all my play, my uh, like like playmobiles, like my He-Man castles and everything else oh, together. Oh yes, and be like Godzilla and destroy them and stuff like that. Because what kid doesn't love a giant monster just wrecking stuff? Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so. Uh, you know, and I don't know, as a kid, I know it looks fake, but when you're a kid, those rubber suits, when we talked about Power Rangers last week, it's just, it's just great. It's really great. And yeah. that Power Rangers, why I loved it, also comes from this, because watching Godzilla wreck it and now getting a, basically a giant robot to fight giant monsters, man, that's why I that's, loved even that. That's, that's, that's it right there. That's the reason why we watched. And, and I mean, we... I think in in our age brackets could definitely relate a little bit better than than maybe people now. People see it and they see what's coming out now, and obviously obviously that's a new representation of it. But what we were watching was like the real deal. So when you're watching the real deal, it's something totally and completely different, which I love. I absolutely yep. love it. You know. Now for this movie, King Kong versus Godzilla is part of the monsterverse, the legendary monsterverse <laughs> that started with. I believe Kong Skull Island. No, wait, it was Godzilla, then Kong Skull Island, mm -hmm. then Godzilla King of the Monsters. I may have that reverse with Godzilla. You might, I think oh. it started with Kong and Skull Island, but I again, I believe it, we could be wrong on that. I'm yeah. not 100%. No, it started with Godzilla. You're right, because Godzilla was in 2014. Yes, Godzilla 2014, mm -hmm. then Kong Skull Island, then Godzilla King of the Monsters. So mm -hmm. this is now the fourth entry in the quote-unquote MonsterVerse. And I've seen all of them, Rick. Have you seen all of the movies previously? I have seen all of them. I did see Godzilla when it first came out on theaters because I've not missed a Godzilla movie since Godzilla 2000. And I'm not talking about Matthew Broderick. I'm talking about the Japanese version that was released stateside for a little while. Um, mm -hmm. I saw, you know, Kong uh, Skull Island. King of the Monsters, I absolutely loved. And then this one, yeah. Yeah, I've seen all four of them. So, uh, I'm a little different from you. I did not like Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Really? Godzilla, no, I didn't. It, it fixed the problems I had with Godzilla 2014, but then it ruined it in a lot of other ways, right? So, because <laughs> the Godzilla 2014, with all the very ground level shooting, Godzilla at night, you really didn't get to see much mm -hmm. kaiju action, which is why we loved it to actually see Godzilla fight things and destroy things. Uh, I don't feel like Godzilla 2014, you really got to see that. Right. And they did that in King of the Monsters. So I'm not going to say he fought a bunch of monsters in King of the Monsters, but they upped the human factor in it. And it, ugh, uh, well, so I hate it all. I mean, come on, you know, Godzilla, Mothra, that relationship right there, the exploration of it was. <sighs> yeah. Um... <laughs> We talk about something else now because you just reminded me of that. <laughs> and, and I think Kong Skull Island, I actually really did enjoy Kong Skull yeah. Island. So that I really good. think that I enjoyed that. That was good. Yeah, I thought that was good. So uh, when when coming into this, I was 
I was tepid because I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Godzilla movies. I like mm-hmm. Kong Skull Island. Wasn't the biggest fan of uh, Godzilla movies. Uh, I, I'm really not that familiar with the director's work, but I love these two things. The trailer looked amazing, so I was all gung-ho for it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to see this. This is on my list. Like Rick said, <laughs> before we started this podcast, I was like, we got to talk about Godzilla versus King Kong. I don't care. We're talking about this in our podcast. Uh, so I was jazzed for this. Uh, so I, I was coming to this a little with trepidation, but I have to say it blew me out of the water. I love this movie. I really did. I enjoyed the yeah, hell out of it. Same here. I enjoyed it so much. Same here. I mean, with me, because it's a monster movie, I wasn't coming in with any expectations that I was going to get a Citizen Kane plotline or anything like that, or or the greatest film of all time type thing, because it is a monster movie. You don't go into monster movies thinking, man, this is a movie that that's going to be above uh, above everything else, the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. You can't think that way in a monster movie. I'm sorry. And, and I didn't think that way, so I didn't have any real lofty expectations other than I wanted to have fun. So already I was you know sitting with my bucket of popcorn, uh, my water just relaxing and enjoying the film for what it is. Um, I would have to say, and we'll get into this more a little bit later on, that the one thing that really bothered me about this was the human component and trying to, because it's all tied within the same universe, tied the story together with characters that, I mean, you want to talk about development here none of them had it they were kind of annoying the majority of them were there's only two characters that i really liked and it was uh bernie the conspiracy theorist and um the little girl okay jaya jaya i think jaya Jaya. Jaya, i think it's jaya and they're the only two that i really enjoyed because everybody else had a plain agenda it wasn't like a hidden agenda that would develop later on like everybody fit into a stereotypical, you know, just mold, like just a stereotypical character mold where it's like the millionaire with the white hair and the accent. He's bad. And you could tell he's bad. You got the oh, yeah, cape. He had a coat over his shoulder. Yeah, That's he had the know. coat, like the cape and, and all that. And then you had the K pop emo guy that, you know, just he's, he, he wants to be brooding, but really what he is is just annoying. You know, everyone. Oh, yeah. The daughter, the the nasty daughter. Like, I'm here to supervise. Right. We'll talk about what you end up doing later on. And then you had, um, uh, what's this guy? The blonde guy. um, Alexander Skarsgård character. His Skarsgård's character, Nathan. That's what his name was. You know, who literally just wants to come back. And, and be given credibility for something. And then you had the girl on Team Godzilla's dad, who literally says all of three lines. It's All of it, to me, was convoluted. It, it's, it's that ridiculous attempt at having actors actually matter in a monster movie. Look, go back through every kaiju movie that you've ever seen. Tell me... Who in the world do you remember? You might, on on some off chance, 
remember Samuel L. Jackson on the Kong Skull Island movie? Because it's Samuel L. Jackson. Just like you might, in, in an off chance, remember Jessica Lange and um, Jeff Bridges from Kong 76. But again, those are names. But 99 times out of... I don't even remember the fact, like... That honestly, and, and I was doing my research and, and trying to sort of, you know, I didn't, I ended up not really taking any notes, but I completely had forgotten about the fact that Brian Cranston, who's a really good actor, had been in, in Godzilla 2014. Yep. So it's one of those things where you're like, okay, the actors here don't really matter at all. And, yeah. And I think it's best to think of monster movies or how monster movies should be are kind of like horror movies. In the sense that Nightmare on Elm Street, you're there to see Freddy. You're not really there to see whoever Freddy's killing that day. No. Right? Like, they're fine, but, like, they're just the victim so Freddy can do his thing. Yeah. Right? Or Michael Myers or or Jason. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like, you're really just there to see the what's going on there. The ripping and the tearing, you know? Yeah. The, the, the side human characters don't have. So uh, to, to summarize the plot for everyone out there, uh, just in case you remember a refresher, uh, you know, and it's the simplest plot. They want to go to Hollow Earth to get a new energy source so they can power a robot to stop Godzilla from destroying them. But we find out that really it's just Godzilla being provoked by them trying to make Mecha Godzilla, and Kong is there to show them the way to Hollow Earth. That's about the plot. There's really nothing much else to it. It's really just an excuse for these two monsters to fight. That's literally it. Uh, and anytime really the humans are on screen and trying to explain the plot, Rick is 100% right. It is convoluted and unnecessary. It's, it's almost like you could drop a lot of this and go. And, and the problem is this. Okay. We know Godzilla and Kong do not get along. They're both alphas. Kong is about 47 years older uh, than when Kong Skull Island was, uh, was uh, shown. Mm -hmm. So Kong's 47 years older. Uh, it, you know, by the way, I just, I just want to note, Godzilla's technically been sleeping. He wasn't brand new in 2014. Godzilla is ancient. This dude is Yeah, old. he's an ancient. He's ancient. They're both ancient. Mm -hmm. Um, Godzilla clearly doesn't crack. He he preserve you know preserves well because Godzilla looks epic. Luckily, he doesn't have the six pack anymore though. That's just disturbing to put a six pack on Godzilla. But you know, we'll, hey, Godzilla we'll... Japanese. They have some of the longest living people, so that's that's true. That's true. <laughs> they do. Longest people. So, but Godzilla, Godzilla. And Kong do not like each other, but Godzilla's beef really here in, in this film is not with Kong. So the title's yeah. almost misleading in a way. And and mm -hmm. when we get to why it's misleading, we'll explain that later on. But, you know, you have the fight scenes between two monsters, and that's all audio. That's all monster audio, so I can barely hear what you're trying to say about how the fight is unfolding but trust me when i tell you i don't need you to explain that to me it's two big ass monsters fighting there's no need for an explanation yeah that's that's so annoying now if you had and um this is something that that i think 
you know, Jonathan could probably explain it best. If you had your more memorable characters properly placed, then there would be a difference. And John, I'm going to let you um, explain that part. Yeah, so really, and we talk about the characters we like, uh, and I'm with Rick with Je and uh, Bernie being the best characters. So we kind of open up on this movie with Bernie and it's Conspiracy Theory Podcast, which I honestly think was a good frame of narrative. But <laughs> what they did with him was a little bad because they focused too much on him and kids. Uh, but <laughs> a little Horrible. too much. But it was really good opening to see because he was thinking something crazy is happening at Apex. Godzilla comes and blows up Apex Laboratories in Pensacola, Florida. And... Later on, we'll get into why that makes no sense. But <laughs> Wait a minute. It makes all the sense. Pensacola is the it's the capital of um, scientifically developed monstrosities. <laughs> yeah. There's Florida Man in Pensacola. I can see that. So, you know, <laughs> so the whole world is like, oh, man, Godzilla, who we thought was the savior from Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which they show us a little overview in the opening of Godzilla, like tournament, like uh, beating all these monsters. And they also show Kong's kills. But Kong only has like two kills. and Godzilla has like a bunch of them. So in the opening scene, you kind of already knew who was going to win. Because <laughs> Godzilla literally is coming in. Well, KO they, drove that, they drove that point home when they showed Kong. And, and again, I'll get into that later. But man, they... <laughs> and I'm a Kong fan, but I was like, yeah, this is definitely not going to go well. Even I said that after I saw it, I was like, okay, I, I see what's happening here. Oh. And so Bernie's like looking, he finds what is like at this oval shape after Godzilla destroys it. They're like, oh, what's this? And we're cutting to Kong and he has this little girl called Jaya, Jaya right? Jaya, I'm sorry. The Jaya, names are Jaya. really hard to remember. Hers is Jaya, I believe. Jaya. I, I am sorry with the names. The names are utterly forgettable in the human characters, honestly. In, in her and Bernie, actually, those are the two that are memorable. Because if, if I if I have to struggle that much to even think about the actors' names, you know something's going wrong. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I literally have to have IMDB up and other things to look at the character names of the actors. <laughs> because they, they really don't matter. They don't matter. And really, so we get this, and she gets this connection with Kong. All that's really cool. Kong's in the shelter in Skull Island because apparently Skull Island's been destroyed off screen. Uh, and I and all the stuff I'm like, I really don't care about because some of that structure about the characters didn't get them. It, it's really hard because, uh, you know, honestly, like you said, when we're thinking about Godzilla movies, and I mentioned Godzilla movies, I'm thinking about how Godzilla fought Mothra. I'm thinking about how he fought Godira. I'm thinking about, like, I, I don't think about who was in what human character was trying to oppose Godzilla's what I, I don't remember no, them. They're utterly who cares? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I think everyone is. But Jay with that uh characterization with her connection with Kong actually really helps us to honestly establish Kong and Kong as a character. So Rick and I really feel different about Kong because I'm not a Kong fan as much as Rick is. So coming into this, I'm like Godzilla don't really care for Kong. But I love Kong in this movie because from the very beginning, Kong is very much uh, uh, the the hero of this story, I would say. The, well, the character, in the movie is really about Kong, not about Godzilla. Well, the we funny the funny thing about Kong is Kong, and I don't know if you'll agree with me on this, but Kong is not really a kaiju by no. design. Kong was brought into the kai, kaiju universe in 1962. 
But the character itself and all the films that have been done and all the films that have been done stateside and, and you know everything that Peter Jackson did and every everyone beforehand never you never really visualized or, or spoke about Kong in the same breath out, outside of just that one film as Godzilla because Kong is not really a kaiju. No. So, you know. He's not, no, he's... And so very much so, because kaiju, you could think, kaijus are always destroyers of cities and buildings, very big. Yeah. And Kong originally it can climb the Empire State Building. He's not destroying the Empire State Building. He's not as tall as it. Uh, Godzilla can, but Kong is not. Kong is a human drama story. It's always better about man and their mistreatment and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, so they're bringing Kong to make him bigger, taking that kind of drama aspect to that humanization that we do and bringing it to this movie where Kong is very much the hero of this story to me. I really think Kong, and I think that's smart to actually frame Kong as the hero instead of whatever human character we come up with, i.e., Kong, uh, uh, i.e. Kong Skull Island with uh, Brie Larson's character and um, Thomas Hilton's where were the heroes of that story. And also Godzilla King and the Monster where Millie Bobby Brown's character was the hero of that story. Like instead of having, you know, any of the human characters be the hero, I think it was really smart to do this with Kong. And we set that up in the beginning yeah. with honestly the characterization of the little girl. Which was why we only really needed the Kong storyline and characters, because it, it it really mattered to our humanization of our what is our main hero Kong, and how he doesn't trust humans, how humans have mistreated him, how he's trying to go home. We get that from this little girl, which was great. Her mom necessary, I get it, keep it there. But the coward character, Alexander Skarsgård's character, unnecessary. All of that was terrible. Um, he gave me such a headache. Go to Team Godzilla because we have human characters for Kong and human characters for Godzilla. We have, of course, the main antagonist, the villain, the billionaire that we talked about, who Rick didn't like, but I loved. I love that dude. I I wanted more of him. I really did. I loved him. I love. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. You loved him because he was so bad. He was good, and there is such a thing as being so bad. You're good. I think cartoon villainy works for kaiju movies. Like I really think. Cartoon villainy just works. I don't need this villain who's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I, I need to really think about this and drama, and I have reasons. No, I don't need that. I just need a crazy billionaire who wants to build a giant robot. Good to go. That's all I really need. I'm like, thank you. Give me a reason to have Godzilla to fight something. Crazy big monster. Thank you. That's all I need. Uh, so I just need my cartoon villains. Like, uh, so I, I really enjoy that. But over on Team Godzilla, when we kind of meet them. Uh, through Bernie, we meet Millie Bobby Brown character again from Godzilla King the Monster. And that storyline is so bad, it utterly goes nowhere. I'm going to sum it up here. She meets Bernie, right? And together they sneak into Apex Laboratory, which apparently has absolutely no security ever. They have the worst in security. No, no, wait um, a minute, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Because now you're just, now you're just, now you're just talking some madness. Hold on. They're a very secure lab in Pensacola. And I cannot emphasize the Pensacola part enough here. Now, it is clear they're very secure. But these kids, man, they are brilliant at finding everything in like record time. You don't understand. They are amazing. It's like... If you put them in a box, they could so climb out of it so easily. 
the intelligence that these children have. I mean, it's you know what that's called? It's called millennial thunder. They have that. Gen Z. They're Gen oh, Z. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're Gen Z thunder, which is even like bigger than millennial thunder because it's like they've been eating their vegetables, man, and their shit's organic, all right? <laughs> so don't be hating on these kids. They're clearly – I'm sorry. I can't keep this shit up. But <laughs> They're absolutely pointless. So her tag-along <laughs> friend, which I don't remember his name because he literally has like – Ten lines, maybe. The Dead, whole film. Deadpool kid. Deadpool kid. Deadpool kid. Like I don't remember his guy. He's a good actor. I loved he him is. in Deadpool. Too. He was great in Deadpool, but in Deadpool too, you're right. But you know. Yeah, and this one utterly forgettable. They drag down, meet Bernie. They go to Apex Lab. They sneak into a car that goes on a tunnel that goes over 600 miles an hour to reach speeds of over a thousand. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Uh <laughs> So we're just going to say that. <laughs> and an underground tunnel vehicle that goes from Pensacola to Hong Kong. Now, this is the this is my one problem with the movie. Why was there a tunnel from Pensacola to Hong Kong? And Rick, why didn't they just base it in California? California well, okay, no, no, wait a minute. So if you know geography, you'll understand that from Pensacola specifically to Hong Kong, underwater is a straight shot straight okay what about all the landmass no well like... no because the god jonathan need i explain the earth is really truly flat i don't understand why people keep thinking <laughs> that it's round hasn't been proven um For even on the flat earth maps excuse me sir you still have all of africa and europe to go through man it's not you know you still have no that because line. no no because there's like 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 um you know those slides from like Wet n Wild and stuff? Yeah, so that when Wet n Wild closed, they sold those to Apex to like strategically place them in the areas that are open in Africa and all these other areas that have like open areas underwater so that the land masses are not there. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I have talked to cartographers, I have talked <laughs> to topographers and geographers. And all the furs in the world. And they have told me the same thing, dude. I did a lot of research. I made a lot of calls to no one. And I absolutely can totally buy this. It's true. I, I don't buy it because I really feel like the easy fix is just to put the lab in California. I do not understand why they picked Florida. It made no sense. I actually even watched the credits, and I don't remember seeing a filming scene in Florida. I saw New Zealand. I saw Hawaii credits, which, if you're filming in Hawaii, make the lab in Hawaii. That's a close the reason. The reason, first of all, they did shoot in Florida, that one scene. Um, it escapes me now. But, the, but what happened with that was this, okay? Why go for the most obvious thing when you could clearly go out of Pensacola where everything, and I do mean everything, is more scientific? <laughs> I don't, I don't, there's so many military things <laughs> But that infuriated me because I could not understand why. I was like, a basic knowledge of geography made that so much harder. But, okay, so they travel in this underground tube from Pensacola, Florida to Hong Kong. And I know that sounds ridiculous. Uh, they go to Apex Laboratory where they see they're building Mecha Godzilla. 
uh, the little kid, not the little kid, the kid from Deadpool cool coins the name Mecha Godzilla, and then they spill some soda on a computer to stop Mecha Godzilla. That's literally the whole all they do in that movie. And if you cut every single part of it, you kept burning, kept his podcast. He shows up in Hong Kong at the end. The movie's exactly the same and better, except we don't have to cut to unnecessary children all the time, which this movie likes to cut to them. And they're literally the worst part of this movie is the Team Godzilla uh, with these little kids. I, the I, I see the funny part about this is the way that they explain this. And I saw this in like a little special that they did in one of the little featurettes. Oh, this is about Team Godzilla and Team Kong, and Team Kong's trying to help Kong, and you know Team Godzilla's trying to understand why this is happening. But they basically understood that right away, and at and at no point does Team Godzilla really even mention Kong. No, which takes whatever explanations they were doing in the featurettes completely the hell out of uh, out of the, the equation and and it just makes everything that they said stupid but not only that it's just like you no know, see what's going to happen is we're going to have like team Godzilla and they're going to basically help God you don't help Godzilla Godzilla can help itself but, yeah. you know, one of the things that really bugged me is they have Godzilla randomly attacking Kong. So it, it, it's like they want to switch. Random. Yeah. They, no, they, they. It was not random. The whole reason they're keeping Kong in that. that well, dome it's, it's still. But here's the reason. Godzilla didn't come over and whoop his monkey I mean, that was the whole thing. They're like, listen, if Kong is outside of this, Godzilla going to roll up. And we all know OG Godzilla. He don't he don't like anybody up in his crib. Right. So this whole thing is his territory. But the dome, but the dome wasn't his crib, though. It was it was Kong's crib. Yeah. No, that's why they're keeping him protected. They were hiding him from Godzilla. Because see, Godzilla, if he got out, which is what they did when they put Kong on that boat, Godzilla came through and was like, oh, also you around. You think you an alpha? Let me show you what's up. Well, no, Kong got his licks in. Let me tell you something about the fights because now I want to talk about the fights real quick. We can talk the about that first fight on the boat. Because the, the fight, the first fight, the first fight, yeah, Godzilla, and this is something that I absolutely loved about this film. Yes, Godzilla in that first fight was getting the better of Kong, but Kong throughout that entire fight was being strategic. Because Kong would get back up on the boat, and then whenever he got up on the boat, he would straight up, like, fucking punch Godzilla right in the mouth. And be and like, bring it, him. bring it, and then he'll point the whole plane at him. It's like, come on, I got planes. I got planes. Which I loved. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to throw everything that I got at you. And in those fights... What I loved about them is that they were strategically choreographed. There was nothing about those fights that did not make sense. Because if you watch the original, watch the original. At one point, Kong takes a tree right to Godzilla's mouth. It's it's typical animal behavior. Like I'm I'm gonna 
But here it's like Kong basically was acting like he was a trained amateur wrestler and would mm-hmm. put holds on Godzilla and basically try to wear Godzilla down and do all this really cool stuff. And it was like, oh, man, he's like really thinking about his moves. And it's he, Kong is worn out. Kong, I think, ages differently than Godzilla. I think Godzilla is more of like an eternal type monster where Kong basically is is seen as what what would be a middle-aged individual middle to older you know battle worn and everything kind of a little bit more despondent still in shape still a badass but all these fights specifically the one on the boat really showcased how these monsters were actually thinking like godzilla would try to bring him down to the ocean and be like man i will make you not breathe mm-hmm. and kong would be like uh-uh no that ain't happening so that fight right there but then again it just pissed me off because they have kong in the boat and at some point he's sitting up like a baby yeah i'm like dude you are so killing the credibility of 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 kong as as a rival for godzilla and you know he he will only talk to the little girl and Basically, the little girl through sign language is talking about how everyone sucks and really just pointing out how everybody there sucks and is unnecessary. And Godzilla is pretty much just in, a, not Godzilla, but Kong is pretty much in in agreement with that. A hundred percent, because they brought Kong on the water trying to avoid Godzilla. When afterwards, Godzilla kind of whoops them. They fly Kong to Antarctica, and I'm like, well, why didn't you just do that in the first place? Because a duh, right? Um, let me <laughs> ask you a question, a though. Duh. How can you fly a building like a skyscraper like monkey with massive ropes? I mean, massive. And just a, like, you know, comparatively tiny helicopters. Yeah, carrier helicopters. Uh, there was only about like. Ten of them, I think. Not even. I don't even I think, think there was ten, dude. I think there was like four, one for each limb. That's the problem. Yeah, and I was, I, I hated that, and I know they're lifting it from Pacific Rim a little because Pacific Rim did that for the Jaegers, but they had more. But I'm like, Kong is a living, breathing thing, so movement is hard, and also those ropes had to weigh literal tons because in order to yeah. carry that weight and that slack in the air without breaking when he puts his full weight on it. Even they're lifting it up, he has to put the full weight on those ropes, and those tensions have to divide. Even with all the science around, those things have to weigh a skyscraper. Like those things alone, the net alone has to weigh a skyscraper. Then you got to put Kong on top of that, which he beats up skyscrapers like they're nothing. So he has to weigh even more than that. So I did not understand that. Mm. But if they were going to do that, they should have just done that in the beginning. I was like, what? Why didn't you just fly him in the beginning? Because obviously Godzilla attacks from the water. He lives in the water. Why? Why would you put Kong on the water? Like that don't that don't make sense. It's, and, and so the little girl's like, "Yeah, these dudes suck, and Kong don't trust them." I'm like, "Yeah, I get it. They suck because that's a dumb idea." Uh- <laughs> Everything was a series of just really stupid ideas. Um... But the boat is where we get to meet the the bitchy daughter. Oh, yeah, the bitchy daughter. Yeah, I forget all about her because, you know, she sucks. 
Yeah, I said that not to be disparaging, but literally that was her characterization. But but did. but here's the thing: it's not that you're being disparaging; is that you're actually you're making a legitimate point when you write a shitty character. That's one of the shittiest characters. There has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. The reaction to that character isn't going to be a positive one. And she did nothing to advance the plot. It was just like, I'm here to supervise. Okay. Yep. And this is uh, this belongs to my dad. And he gets what he wants. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, what's your point? My dad's rich. Okay, so you're an influencer. That. Yeah. I'll yeah. follow you on Instagram. Oh, the planes you're flying? The planes I have? They'll make yours look like toys. That's literally a line. Uh <laughs> yeah, and it, it to me, the whole thing, and the whole time, she's just scared and crapless me. I was just like, come on, man. This, this whole, this character right here is doing nothing for me. But again, you know, I was watching because I love the monsters. And I think, you know, and I, and I think you and I agree on this, the, the fight scenes were the bomb. Amazing. They were amazing. What I really loved, okay, and I have to say this, <laughs> Godzilla at one point is calling Kong out. Mm -hmm. and, you're, and, and you know the call out I'm referring to. Okay, when Kong's in all of Earth and he finds a throne and kingdom and axes apparently made for him. I don't know by who, but apparently old Kong's used to just build architecture. Uh, <laughs> like doors. and Yeah, it was, it was actually put together by Mike Kong. He's an architect. Uh, <laughs> different movie. Uh, made in 1931. Um. <laughs> so, uh, and at one point, so Godzilla feels the axe that Kong has that's with... Uh, yeah energy well the scales of another godzilla like creature it's supposed to be ancient right mm -hmm. and so godzilla just he's about godzilla lands in hong kong he's about to get on his way to apex robotics and whoop their you know robot because he feels the monsters there but he feels kong do that and godzilla in a such a cool moment just blows nuclear blast literally to the center of the earth right to kong and then shouts down there like like come like, come and get it, dude. Like, come and get it. And, and Kong at that point is like, woo, woo. Like, okay, now we're doing this. What I loved about this, um, because of the way that, that Kong was put together here, is even as a fan, okay, you know, all, all jokes aside and everything, of course I want, you know, you, you want your monster to win, I want my monster to win. I, however, at that point, know... Just on, on just the legitimate badassness of that is that the that Kong is going to have his last great fight. He's mm. gonna put up a hell of a fight, and he's gonna give Godzilla all his got. But you know full well he's going to lose. Like he's gonna take a he, he's gonna take. It's like Rocky taking one beat down too many. Okay, mm -hmm. and so at that point. That's when, like, the scene happens. <laughs> yes. And I think that point is when the movie really jumps off. Because mm -hmm. Kong goes right to Godzilla. It's Hong Kong. It's beautiful scenery. Even when I said earlier that King of the Monsters I didn't like uh, and that Godzilla, too many night shots, here they made such a great job of actually lighting 
up the last fight, even though it started at night. Uh, and it's, ne it's Hong Kong, but they made Hong Kong very neon. So there's neon lights everywhere. So their fight is like epically backlit with all this neon while they're slamming each other into buildings and throwing axes and, uh, 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 and getting the beat down. And another just beautifully choreographed fight that Kong does take. Kong, do Kong does take round two. He does. When he comes back up, he kind of shows Godzilla what's up, that he could actually fight, where Godzilla was like, I'm just going to whoop you. He, he yeah. actually puts up a fight. But then but then there's that moment. First of all, there wasn't a wasted motion, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when, when you're seeing something like that, there, and there is no wasted motion, that I love. Um, I love the neon powder. It's like two dudes took a disco biscuit and got into a fight at the Electric Daisy Carnival. And that's what happened. Just mm -hmm. neon, neon, and music everywhere. Music I had a little bit of a problem with because I felt that they could have gone a different way with the soundtrack. And I'll explain I, I that later. Uh, I'm going to say big ups to DMX. Hopefully he still pulls through. I know yes. he's down there. So I'm yeah. hearing this. I hope he pulls through. But I was like, man, we needed some like DMX, some hard music when they were fighting. Like I would like, have said, I would have said up in here would have been a great song. Cause that's like the song that gets you going, man. That's a DMX, you know, <laughs> that's the DMX standard, bro. But you know, like this fight is so freaking close. And then, and then just Kong's <clears throat> Kong's where Kong's age begins to show and that's when Godzilla imposes and the best thing in the world is when Godzilla just stomps on Kong this is coming from a Kong fan alright and just looks at him in the eye and does the and then Kong's like and it's like Godzilla does impose his will Mm -hmm. But Kong says, okay, but you had to go through hell to get here. I mm -hmm. put you through hell to get here. And it's those 10 minutes after that were the only thing that legitimately pissed me off about this movie. I still love it because it's a monster movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going back on what I said, I still love it and I'll watch it again to have fun, to disconnect because that's what they're supposed to do. But it pisses me off that they took a character that had two movies dedicated to it in the 1970s, which is Mechagodzilla, all right? And then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, it's like, here's Mechagodzilla being controlled by K-pop emo guy for a little while. And then all of a sudden, Mechagodzilla goes off on its own and it um it, it immediately whoops Godzilla's ass and I'm like you just took Godzilla from its best victory and absolutely are making a Godzilla look like a chump all right yeah. your your monster that you've built up to be the king of the monsters you're basically just making it look like a total chump mm -hmm. and you are then taking like, they give Kong testosterone in the heart from one of the little airplanes or whatever. And suddenly, that's enough. That's like a massive steroid shot. Like, he's on anabolics at this point. Comes back. And he starts chopping the shit out of Mechagodzilla. 
because they team up against him and Godzilla helps Kong gain the energy, blah, blah, blah. And this is, of course, after Kong needed some convincing by the little girl, by um, Jaya, that, you know, oh, hey, you know, he's not the enemy. That's the enemy. That's the one that's been um, causing this whole situation. And ultimately, what happens is that they beat the shit out of Mechagodzilla, making it a useless character with absolutely no future whatsoever, because there's no way you can rebuild a character after you've demolished it in that way. And I agree with you. And this is where I really think the human characters on Mecha, uh, on Team Godzilla's side ruin this movie. Because I think if you, again, just get rid of the kids. No one cares about mm. them. Uh, just put Bernie as a podcast and put more Mecha Godzilla in. It makes the movie instantly better. If you have Mecha Godzilla even have a fight against Con uh, Godzilla, maybe repel him once or twice. So it makes it seem like humanity's savior. And then that twist and turn when Mechagodzilla goes evil works a little better. You know what I mean? It works better. It goes there. Anything more than that last second Mechagodzilla. Because we had so much wasted time on the human characters on Team Godzilla's side. And I say that more than Kong. Because Kong's, I can understand, the little girl worked really well. Yeah. That it took away that this Mechagodzilla, which was a cool fight. I still like the fight. But it's still like, okay, you just kind of pop up and then get beat. Like, he pops up, beats Godzilla, and then gets beat by Godzilla and King Kong. Done. And I'm like, oh, we could have had Mecha Godzilla in, like, the whole time rather than this last, like, five minutes to just get beat up. Absolutely. I thought to me that that was absolutely just ridiculous. I mean, I'm, like, thinking to myself, okay, you really kind of went off the rails in terms of the kaiju movie world and it's clear that this isn't necessarily supposed to be a kaiju movie it's a monster movie with a very american touch um mm. and 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 that's fine but i'm just saying that in terms of story advancement it didn't really do anything um you know and you're probably saying well why are you saying story advancement i'm saying it from the perspective of if you're going to make the effort, freaking mm -hmm. make it all the way. If you're going to yep. have me put up with these freaking stupid characters that don't do anything for me, then give me some reason why you have them there. And I mean, Bernie is a great character. He's he a is. really great character, and he's got some great one-liners in there, so he's a really good my favorite one-liner, since we're talking about it, mm -hmm. is right when the evil mastermind is giving his, like, evil speech about, you know, oh, yeah. uh, humanity, world domination, etc. Mechagodzilla comes up, uh, all the characters are backing away, they kill him, and he's like, oh, and they kill him, and Bernie goes, and I wrote it down because it's my favorite line, and I love it. That's unfair. I really wanted to hear the rest of that speech. <laughs> that character's really funny. Because as audiences, we know what that speech is. It's a tired old villainy speech that they give in a hundred different movies, right? Like you've heard it before. The guy never gets to finish it, but it is a funny line for Murray's to come up and be like, oh, yeah, man. It's, it's basically the world domination trope of the villain where he has that one last speech before he gets his ass handed to him. And that's it. You know? And it was a funny line. Bernie was a really good character, I felt, and, you know, again, I don't think he was used correctly, even yeah. as, especially at the end of the film, 
where everyone's finally getting together after the big monster fight and Godzilla goes home and Kong is just like, yeah, I'm going to relax here for a second, lean against the building and then eventually go back to, to my dome. Um, all of it, you know, basically, and everybody gets together. So uh, uh, Millie Bobby Brown's character, her father, I guess, was in Tokyo, even though she was in Pensacola. How did that happen? So he goes to help with relief efforts. But, you know, even though the whole Hong Kong has been utterly destroyed, they randomly find each other super easy. But but it's funny to me how uh, quickly Hong Kong just seems to, you know, get, like, recovered. Because, I mean, they had all this neon. <laughs> and the neon was, I'm telling you, man, the, the neon to me was, like, one of the funniest part of this, parts of this film. You know, it was one of the funniest parts of the film. The just the whole damn neon thing. It was. It was like, yeah. And I, I do think it's great. And I and and I know they got a lot of pushback in King of the Monsters about having too dark of fights and too obscure fights. And originally, before the pandemic, this movie was actually delayed already. Uh, so the pandemic, of course, delayed it more. But I think it was to go and make sure, like that last fight scene, instead of being dark, was as light as it was. So I think that neon. It was just such a good touch for that. I I, I really liked it. I think yeah. if I could see the director anywhere in this movie, it's definitely in that last fight scene with that neon. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed the choreographing of the characters, uh, especially when you consider this wasn't motion capture. I believe these were all um, CGI. So... Yeah. And like that, no wasted movements. Beautiful fight scene and choreographed. It was, no, yeah. it was fight scene to watch over and over again. Like, if I was having a party, i put those fight scenes in the background with my music because they're just awesome visuals to look at. You just want to get you just want to get some freaking video boards on that, man. Put put them on video boards. That stuff is just, um, it's epic. It's a lot yeah. of fun. And uh, I, remember, I remember exactly uh, during the fight scene, it's at night, and the camera's kind of zooming through Kong and Godzilla, like, holding mouth. And I really went, man, that would be an awesome universal ride. I want to do that ride. Oh, <laughs> like, God, yeah. <laughs> between Godzilla and King Kong, I would totally ride that ride. Uh, uh, you know, Contest as Universal will totally direct that ride. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Would that would be an amazing ride. Um, it, it would be incredible. I mean, for me, like I said uh, from the very beginning, it was a fun monster movie, and I highly recommend it because it's fun. Okay? There's nothing pretentious about this film. It doesn't... It doesn't try to be something greater than what it truly is. It's mm -hmm. fun. It's enjoyable. It's something that you can watch with the whole family. There's there's not a, a preponderance of, you know, one thing or another that just puts you off. And, and you know, it's just fun. So for me, I personally suggest and, and recommend that if you haven't watched it, um, you watch it, or uh, if you know someone that hasn't watched it, recommend it. It's a lot of fun. It's a good Saturday, Sunday movie to really just enjoy. Yep. And unlike the other movie that we had to watch, um, this actually has good CGI fight scenes. <laughs> the other one didn't. Uh, they took their time to understand, like, that's what people want to see, some cool fight scenes. And so they made the fight scenes really slick. The human characters, not the best. I've summed up the plot. It's literally going to be summed up in a couple of sentences. It's unnecessary. 
but I think it moves it along fast enough and doesn't overstay its welcome to get to the fight scenes, which are enough to draw you in just to begin with. So I, I think it's definitely enjoyable. Yeah. I do have to point out one thing. I'm going to call him Helicopter Bob. Uh, I'm just going to assume it's Helicopter Bob. Uh, <laughs> I in the middle of Godzilla. In <laughs> uh, there's just one lone helicopter in Hong Kong that just flies through. And I literally wrote my notes and I really stopped it. It was like, Man, that helicopter is brave or has a suicide wish because I don't know why he's just flying by himself in the middle of his monster fight. I mind you that this whole time King Kong and Godzilla are like swiping airplanes off the air, throwing them at each other. It's obvious that, and these are military jet planes flying super fast. It's obvious that like if you want to survive, you don't want to fly in this area. And that helicopter, Helicopter Bob, was flying through just so ever so slowly through the background. I love helicopter bomb. So, uh, uh, through, I guess, helicopter bomb. <laughs> exactly. I meant helicopter bomb, brother. <laughs> but this is a movie I will, again, like Rick said, highly recommend. I'm actually going to watch this movie again a couple of times before it leaves HBO Max. I'm super excited to see I it again. I will definitely watch it again. Uh, uh, again, it's, it's probably from all the Versus movies. And I'm talking Freddy versus Jason and all the versus movies have kind of come out since the 80s and i'm going to say since the 80s i think this has been the best versus movie that has come out um if if someone thinks there's a better one tell us on our instagram but i really don't think i can think of another one that was as good as this one i absolutely agree with you just because to be totally and completely honest uh usually versus movie or versus movies are more about who can just perform more random acts of carnage and mm-hmm. one could say that you know being that this is a monster movie this it's you know it's the same but if you watch the actual uh fight scenes and how they're put together and everything there is carnage but it's not wasted there's no wasted motion and and, and wasting motion when your actions are just random and they don't make sense you know, it's like it's like saying, imagine if if Kong decided all of a sudden to, you know, just start jumping in a mountain and stomping. Okay, mm. but what's that gonna do in the fight? Not a damn thing. Yep. So and I and I like that they actually showed winners instead of like the cop out that most versus movies do with like we both kind of won and didn't win. You yeah. know, like. A draw and then no, we all nobody go. wins nobody wins yeah yeah no, okay this one, someone won <laughs> yeah no no definitely i would have to say <clears throat> godzilla won but i think they did a great job of turning godzilla into a much more sympathetic character in the way that it was presented how he was basically being taunted because yeah. let's face it look if you taunt a monster bad stuff's gonna happen to you really bad and you don't do that and i think what they did with kong even though i was a kong fan was great because i'll say kong's the hero of this movie i was happy to see kong in his home at the end and kind of king of his home because he has a redemption he gets really the final hits on mecha godzilla so i feel like even with have godzilla winning they didn't really lessen that or like put a kick in the teeth to kong fans yeah they they didn't they gave so Kong that... they gave Kong the opportunity to have a victory without having the victory. Um mm-hmm. 
and they and and I think they could have maybe lessened the blow with Godzilla when they just had him you know fighting Mecha Godzilla because I just felt again you have a major character and you're killing it by having another major character nearly kill it could have been different yeah you know yeah I agree with you there I mean if you go and watch some of the old Mecha Godzilla films to see how they handle that. Uh, it's just kind of the way I said it. Mechagodzilla usually comes in, beats up things, does can have a heel turn, but usually Godzilla then comes and beats Mechagodzilla as like a savior again. Thank you. Which I think they could have done if we lessen again the human character. So for all our aspiring filmmakers out there, if you're making monster movies such as this, you don't need to focus on the human characters. No one cares. And if you look at the reviews, not only ours, but everyone else is here, it's the same. People don't really care about some of these human characters. Put who the star of your movies are. Kong versus Godzilla. Kong was the hero. Team Kong was great. Team Godzilla, <laughs> Get rid of it's, like, it's like they almost purposely designed that team to make you hate Godzilla more. And I actually yeah. I actually just felt really bad for Godzilla because it's like, man, they, you can't catch a break. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're getting antagonized not only by Apex Robotics, but by your own team, like the people who are supposed to be on your side. Look, look. <laughs> the last thing I'll say about this, okay, and I'll and I'll and I'll I'll close my end on the movie with this. In 2000, they released Godzilla 2000. Okay, I go see that in theaters. The closing scene is this guy. Who he was just annoying, um, like a detective or something like that that had been after Godzilla forever and couldn't really do anything because it's fucking Godzilla. Godzilla at that point has beaten everyone, and this guy's smoking a cigarette. At, he's sitting on top of a building, or not sitting, he's actually standing, wearing the overcoat, the tie. He's like, takes a drag of his cigarette, looks at Godzilla, says, screams, Gaia! like that. You couldn't even hear him, it was barely audible. Like, you can't discern what he was really saying. You knew, but you couldn't make it out. And then all of a sudden, Godzilla just looks and bursts to flames, takes down the building, crisps the guy, and just continues to burn left and right. And I'm like, that's exactly how I felt about these characters. If you would have just done that to these characters, that would, except Bernie, that would have been great. I would have yeah. been fine with that. I so. agree. I agree. They, they did a great job of getting rid of all the bad guys. We talked about, we didn't talk about the daughter, how she just gets crushed by Kong, which was honestly cathartic. I love that scene. <laughs> and I love the ADR over it when she's going, no, nah! she's getting crushed. Uh, uh, that was, that was fun. That was great. <laughs> that was the best part of the whole movie. One, well, one of the better parts. Yeah, it was. I did. I did enjoy that. So, yeah. uh, overall, again, we we loved it over here. We got to see it. So, before we round out, anything you want to recommend from besides this movie? Anything else that you wanted to watch or recommend? Any plugs? Um, well, I am going to plug our two documentaries, Boy School and Searching for B.D. Paoli. Both are available on Canela.tv. Um, if you're not um, able to watch Canela.tv, download Tubi to watch Searching for B.D. Paoli. We're going to be on Duya within the next week. And for those of you in Europe, we're going to be in Alchemy uh, within the next uh, week or two, I believe. So check those out if you haven't done so already. Uh, my only recommendation for this week is if you like rock and roll, check out the documentary Tina. Also on HBO Max, it's about the sensational, beautiful, 
oh so amazing Tina Turner. Yep, I, it's a good one, and I love me some Tina. <laughs> so for my recommendations, I was watching a creep show. Actually, they just returned with their new season, and uh, if you haven't watched it, you should definitely see it. The first episode has an uh, uh, they're two parters, but the second part has a love letter to Bob Ross and the Evil Dead. So if that appeals to you, which it sounds crazy, and it is. It's fun, amazing, and crazy. Don't it's a happy little it. tree, man. That's, <laughs> that's your problem. <laughs> and I recommend that as well. I'm also going to recommend our next podcast, and I'm going to give you a little teaser. It's about Rick, one of Rick and I's famous filmmakers and someone I want to model my life over. So my recommendation is also to come back next week. My plug. You, Come back next you week. You don't want to miss this next week. It is going to be epic. Um, I don't want to give any actual like hints because any hint that I give is just going to give it away. And I don't want to do that because it's going to be probably the best of the best that you've heard. Yep. I, I, I guess I can give a hint. Uh, 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 a film has been on Netflix from this director. I guess that's that's good. It. <laughs> also on HBO Max. Also on HBO Max. That is true. Uh, <laughs> and you can find them on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> they have an IMDb page. Uh, <laughs> those are our hints. <laughs> Figure it out. And then, um, you know, go to our Instagram and let us know what you think it is. Yeah, and that reminds me to plug our Instagram. Really, mm -hmm. go over there, tell Ali hi, tell her how much you're liking the podcast episodes. And if there's anything you want us to talk about, tell us on Instagram, at Triskelion Production. Exactly. Uh, over there let us know we would love to hear from you and what you're thinking and what do you want us to talk about we are open to that as well or if you just want to look at things randomly that's fine also yeah <laughs> so follow us on triskelion like share and review these episodes it's our 10th episode our numbers are growing we really do appreciate every single one of our listeners out there mm -hmm. uh we do this to kind of connect with you and for fun and we're so glad that people are responding to it so keep showing it to your friends so you know the more the more we can get this out there uh the more we can grow this the more fun stuff we can do down the line so definitely like share and subscribe absolutely to agreed totally agree with jonathan all right, good night, everyone, and thank you for joining us. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. <laughs> good night. <laughs>